0: Would you bow your heads in prayer? Lord, grant that the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth would be pleasing in your sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Grant, Lord, that your word this day would be preached to the joy and edifying of your holy people. So in steadfast faith we may serve you, and in the confession of your name, abide unto the end. Amen. Now, those of you who are um, on Facebook, you can see the daily devotions that we post there. And this week, I, I showed you my scars. I told you that there's a scar right here. You, you can't see it now, but above my eye, um, where I got hit by a baseball bat for standing too close. My teeth right here, these are a bridge where I tried to catch a baseball with my mouth and lost my front teeth. Right here on my thumb is a scar where uh, I was with a new knife cutting the tags off my luggage and it went right in and, well, I had to have surgery. Those are the physical scars. They're easy to show you. They're healed. The deeper scars are the internal ones, the ones that we can't show each other, the psychological, the emotional, the spiritual scars that are inside. These scars are the resentments we have over hurts and harms that were Done to us by others. They're, these resentments are the, the grudges that we hold on to. And we've consi- the things we consider the, the things we hold on to that we consider to be an injustice that was done to us. I know a young man who had a lot of anger with his parents over their divorce, and for many years he resented his father. He resented his father's new wife. He resented his father's new family. In the story we're looking at today, the story of Joseph and his brothers, there are all sorts of resentments going on. Joseph, if, if you've read Genesis, is Jacob's favorite. And Genesis tells us that in Genesis 37, that when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him. They could not speak peacefully to him. They, they resented him. And then, to add to that, Joseph had these um, dreams in which he <clears throat> saw that his his brothers and his mom and his dad would one day bow down before him and serve him. And his brothers said to him, are you indeed to reign over us? They hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Even his father rebuked him. What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? Resentment in your heart is very dangerous. Resentments, these are the swamps in our lives where many foul things grow. You know, you just have to look at what Joseph's brothers did to him. You know, they... They plot to kill him. They throw him in a cistern in a well and leave him from dead. And then Reuben kind of talks sense into them. Let's not kill him. So they pull him out and instead they sell him into slavery. And then they go home to their father Jacob and they lie to Jacob and they tell him that wild animals have torn your son to pieces and they condemn Jacob to years. of sorrow. And grief. Foul things. Grow in our resentments. That young man I told you about. When he grew up he had a hard time. Having healthy relationships with. Women of the opposite. People of the opposite sex. He was selfish in those relationships. He had a hard time with commitment. Commitment. This man who was abused as a child. And he grew up resenting that abuse and ended up taking it out on his own children, abusing them. Another another one, a woman, tells the story of being shamed publicly by an older woman at church. This young woman was a teenager when it happened, and she so resented it that for years she, she didn't come to church. You know, when you encounter something like alcoholism or something similar, I can almost guarantee that there's resentment somewhere in that person's life, probably a lot of it. You know, uh, when you meet somebody who's angry all the time, seems to get angry at the drop of a hat, there's resentment going on. See, resentment always, um, when we uh, resent others, it it ultimately involves resentment towards God. I mean, I want you to think about Adam and Eve. Eve. When, uh, when they sinned and God comes and he confronts Adam with his sin, what does Adam do? He points his finger at Eve. And in the process, he blames God. He says, the woman you gave me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. You know, the... Uh, Just take those words and apply it to your own resentments. God, it's the parents you gave me. It's the wife, the husband you gave me. And you think about things that are bad on your job, maybe a harsh boss or maybe you're ill or or maybe you're just tired of being shut in from COVID-19. Lord, why are you doing this? It's your fault. It's easy to resent him and to blame him. I knew a fellow in my first parish. His wife died in childbirth. Resentment controlled the rest of his life. He had almost nothing to do with the child. He made the child live with his grandmother. And he never, ever came to church again. Or the man I've told you about who, who resented another church member for beating him up, he also resented God. It was decades that he never came to the Lord's table. You know, someone has written, when I harbor resentment, I shut God out of my life. So the question is, who's going to roll this stone away? How will God roll it away? You know, in our story that we're looking at, There is one person who seems to handle his resentments in a healthy manner, in a godly manner. And and the strange thing about that is in the story, he's the person who you would think has the most right to be resentful. It's Joseph, right? Right? I mean, Joseph, after all, is the one who was betrayed by his brothers. He's the one sold into slavery. He's the one thrown into prison, though he had done nothing wrong. And what happens? Well, in the end, in Genesis, there's this big famine. And, And the brothers... Jacob's sons are forced to go to Egypt to look for food, and by this time, Joseph has risen to the second in command of all Egypt, and so they come and they bow before Joseph and they beg him for food, but they don't realize it's Joseph. When Joseph finally reveals himself, what does he do? Does he seek revenge? Does he voice resentment? No, this is what he says. I want you to listen to this Carefully, Joseph said to his brothers, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. And of course, the story goes on from there. Joseph has the brothers bring back the whole family and Jacob and they're reunited and Joseph gives them a land, Goshen, to settle in and he provides for them and takes care of them. But then when we reach our text, Jacob dies. And now the brothers are convinced. Now the other shoe will fall. Now we'll see that Joseph really does resent us. Now he'll he'll take out his vengeance and so... They sent a message to Joseph saying Your father gave this command before he died Say to Joseph please forgive the transgressions of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you and now please forgive the transgressions of the servants of the God of your father How does Joseph respond says, Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I, am I in the place of God? As for you, you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Forgiveness is how God rolls away our resentments. You know, in, in Joseph, God gives us kind of a picture of himself and of his love for us. Think about it. Who really has the right to resent anyone? Is it not God? God who made us this beautiful world. God who gave life to us, who gives us all that we have and And our response to him, beginning with our first parents and continuing today, has been to turn our backs in the sin. How does he respond? Right there in the garden, he promised a Savior. A Messiah who would crush the serpent's head. God responds to our resentments by demonstrating his own love for us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, we're just a week away from Holy Week, and I know this is probably going to be a different Holy Week than we've ever had. But it doesn't change what happened that week. See, he was betrayed by one of his own. The rest of them deserted him. The soldiers came and arrested him. They put him on trial. And Pilate declares him not guilty three times and then sentences him to die anyway. They took Jesus out and they whipped him and beat him they crowned him with thorns and then they nailed him to the cross and killed him why because like Joseph's brothers—they envied Jesus. They felt threatened by him. How did he respond? Father, forgive them. That's that's our God's answer to our resentments. That's our God's answers to to the way we blame each other and blame others, to all our sin. He takes our resentment and all our sin and he nails it to the cross with Jesus. Father, forgive them, he prays. I love these words from Romans 10. For if well we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life, by his his resurrection. He forgives us. That's how he rolls our resentments away. And folks, forgiveness is how he sets us free to forgive others. Now, how does that work? Well, I'm going to put a challenge before you. You're home. I'm going to ask you to do something. I soon you to make a list of all your resentments, that's the first thing. Go back as far as you can remember anything that you felt was unfair or unjust. Anything that hurt you that you've kind of held on to, make a list of it. And if you don't want to make a list, pick one. And then, I want you to try and understand. Put yourself in the shoes of the person who hurt you for a while. Ask yourself, I wonder why mom did that. I wonder why dad said that. I wonder why my friends treated me that way. What was going on in their lives? What could have caused that? Third thing, admit your role in this. You and I know this. Whatever it is, it takes two to tangle. Was I being disobedient to my mom? Could it have been, you might ask yourself, could it have been that as a child, my expectations that my parents would be perfect were unreasonable? How was I a part of this? And then the fourth thing, ask yourself or turn it over, give it to God. Because you're going to need help. Ask God to help you. It may take a long time. Ask him to help you to forgive whatever and whoever it is. You see, when we hold resentments, the person we're really hurting is ourselves. And so, even if what they did was terrible, almost unforgivable, unforgivable, Even if the person that hurt you isn't sorry. Ask God to help you forgive. Because when you forgive, you're going to be, you're going to be giving a gift. God is going to be giving a gift to you. And then when it happens, when you've realized that you've forgiven, take that list and put a cross next to that resentment and cross it off your list. Now, that may sound silly and artificial. That was my reaction. But then I tried it. In making my list, I discovered that one of the people I resented was somebody I also dearly love. Right, One of the people I resented was my mom. And you need to understand, she was a good mom. But at times, she could be highly critical. She suffered from depression, we think. She could be easily angered. And when she was angry, her words could be harsh and abusive. And whether that's justifiable or not, I grew up resenting that. And it... I resented it even in my adulthood and at times when somebody would say something, the kind of words or the tone of voice that my mom would say things to me, I could react instantly and get angry for no reason. When my mom died, I didn't grieve like I did for my dad. At the time, I excused it thinking that because she had had Alzheimer's that that I had done my grieving before she died. But I think it was also resentment. And so as I worked this process, it it took time. But God was at work. And I I don't know exactly when it happened. I just know that one day, I had been visiting with a man whose... mother also has Alzheimer's. And after that conversation, I was driving away, and I was thinking to myself, and I even said it out loud in my truck, Mom, I miss you, and I love you. And that's when it hit me. And I started to cry. God had rolled the stone away. That's what God desires to do for you and me. He desires to roll our resentments away and to set our hearts free. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which pass all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.